the Weekly AD Podcast here on LovelandTigers.org and ESP Media Powered by Sodom Sports. I'm Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Athletic Director of Loveland, Brian Knatzer. Brian, good to talk to you again. Uh, obviously, a very busy week for you as uh, your teams, some of your teams finishing up their seasons, others getting started into, into the postseason. Busy time. Yeah, good morning, Jason, and I'd say it's a great day to be a Tiger. It's obviously a happy postseason to uh, most of Tiger Nation out there. Uh, we are excited for all of these postseason we've got five ECC championships up to date so great day to be a Tiger we're excited what this week holds in front of us absolutely and we'll get into some of those as we go along here today first let's let's go to the links uh boys golf finishing up air finish sixth of the districts but uh you know Tyler Valley we've talked about him in the past you know, what a season he had wound up shooting 77 out there and a good round for him and uh really I think can also set the stage going forward for this team to carry on that momentum into next season yeah, they've got. They, they ended up with sixth place at districts, which was fantastic. Um, Tyler, as you mentioned, he shot a 77, and uh, he topped all ECC golfers. So I think it says a it sets a great precedent for for our program moving forward to next year. And and uh, you know we're excited now to uh, to to get that uh, started here in a couple months. So uh, congratulations, Sam, on a great season. Now let's let's move on and let's start talking about some of your uh, ECC championship teams. Let's start with uh, cross country. The girls cross country wins the league title the first time ever. But the boys no slouches themselves. They do finish second, but it's their best finish in a decade. Boy, what a banner weekend for cross country. Yeah, the girls cross country, they have been looking forward to uh, just filling that, that banner in our gym. That, that was one of their goals. They take pictures of it. Um, and they, they are very adamant about filling that up with uh, this year's um, successes. Uh, Sarah Maddox uh, came in fourth, Ellie Carr fifth, Jesse Gibbons eighth, uh, Emmy Sager ninth, Ainsley Richards sixteenth. I mean, they had a, an outstanding uh, ECC, and they look forward to the Boys of America on, uh, on Saturday to show what they can do in the postseason. Uh, they believe that, you know, they belong. Uh, here in the postseason, they're going to they're going to make a, a big charge. So we're excited for the girls cross country team and for all those ladies we just mentioned. And boys, as you mentioned, second place finish, uh, led by Ryan Chevalier, Brady Steiner, Sam Niger, Alex Ditchens, AJ Stutz, and Kyle Griffin, uh, all within the top 20. Uh, and they they did a they had a great great meet, uh, and they've got their their eyes set. Uh, for the postseason as well. And it's really a shout-out, Jason, to our Open. Both cross-country girls and boys uh, won the Open race as well. So a lot of success uh, with that program. So thanks to uh, the student-athletes and the coaching staff. Yeah, what a great what a great way to cap off there, the league championship, and a best of luck to them in the districts, and we'll see how they do when we reconvene next week. Uh, let's go to the pitch, the uh, the boys' soccer team. Boy, uh, what a what a season they've had now, and they, they sealed the deal and run the table in the ECC after the uh, 1-0 win over Turpin last week. Uh, what, what a terrific season they've had. Needless to say, 12-4 and overall, but to go 7-0 and in this league, and you look at the standings, you've got – you know, f- four other teams that finish above 500 in the league. This is a, not an easy league to win, and for them to run the table, I have to imagine they are more than thrilled. Well, when you got these student athletes like Cole Harder, Emmett Webb, and Dylan Schwinn uh, that are leading the team both offensively and defensively, uh, it's you know you come to they come to expect this. They show up, they play hard. Uh, they are very excited for this upcoming Saturday versus uh, either Cole Rain or Fairfield. Um, and, and 
they've got their sights set on this postseason. They want to make a drive. They've worked hard. They've proven themselves, and now they want to prove themselves uh, to the rest of the city and to Southwest Ohio. Well, you, you, as you said, you'll take on the winner of Coleraine and Fairfield uh, coming up this coming weekend as sectionals. Played Fairfield early in the season back in August. Beat him back in August. Beat him four to one for your first win of the season. Did not see Coleraine this season. Do you get the sense within the team that they would rather see Fairfield again, a team they know, or would they be just fine playing a team that they haven't seen in Coleraine? Well, I think you know their minds are set on what they can control, and uh, and that's that's their practice starting you know tonight and and really just focusing on whatever team does prevail. Uh, they'll, they'll worry about that when that time comes. And then on the other side, the girls' soccer, a strong season as well. They finished 5-1 and one in the league, finished second behind Anderson, who had a great season, but uh, yeah, a solid season overall. I mean, Brooke Hatfield, Caitlin Andrews, Claire Massey, I could go down the line. You look at the leaderboard as far as scoring in the ECC, and they're littered with them, not only offensively but defensively. But now – same thing with them. They're into the postseason now. They're going to take on the winner of Talawanda and Winton Woods in the sectionals. As you, as you're around the student athletes and you talk to the coaching staff, what's, how big of a challenge is it for them at this point in the season to prepare for an opponent they haven't seen? Well, first of all, congratulations to Anderson for winning their their first girls title. Uh, uh, they earned that. And uh, for to answer your question, the girls, uh, they're playing. They have a they have a chip on their shoulder. They feel like they have a lot left in the tank. Um, they they are going to prepare and be prepared uh, for this postseason, and they they want to make a run. It's important to them to prove to not only the conference but again to to all of Southwest Ohio that that they're a team that has a lot of pride, has put a lot of work in, um, and they they've really meshed well um, as a team that includes ninth graders all the way up to seniors, uh, and especially ran by that senior leaders. Uh, they're 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 ready for this. Absolutely, and uh, hopefully we can uh, make a deep run there, as you said. Uh, let's get you another ECC championship here. Let's talk about your volleyball team. They're going to finish as co-champs with Turpin, both finishing at uh, twelve and two in the league. So you got to sp- split the title, but nevertheless, you can put one up on the banner there. And uh, a great season for them. Three straight wins to finish the year. The last of which, the four setter over Oak Hills. But uh, as as we talked about with them, and like a lot of other teams, now the postseason it's on, and uh, you're going to take on uh, Western Hills Tuesday night. That's out at Lakota East in the sectionals. Took them on last year and were able to sweep them. Uh, does that is that playing at all for this team and uh, and going forward? Well, you know, first of all, I, if I can take a step back, I just sure you're right. What what you said about the girls volleyball. This, this past week, they had four games, and I really got to uh, give a shout-out to Clara Planner, who uh, she said she didn't play all four games, but she, she's a senior that, that leads this team uh, by example and by voice. And, and out of three games, she had 27 kills, 53 digs, nine aces, two assists, one block, and passed at 2.25 and service received. She is just a, a leader of that team, um, and we're, we're proud that she's at the forefront. And also, our NovaCare player of the game versus Oak Hills High School was Jillian Hayes. So I do want to say thank you for NovaCare and our trainers, and congratulations to Jillian Hayes uh, for her success uh, surrounded by our teammates. But, yeah, they've, they've got their sights focused on this on West High. It is the beginning. It's the first game. Uh, they know what they have to do in order to, to make a run. And they felt uh, last year the team felt they were knocked out too early, um, and, and they want to prove to, 
to the rest of, again, Southwest Ohio that, that they belong up at the top. So they're willing to make a, a big stand. When you look at the bracket, as you saw when it was unveiled, do you see this setting up as a good draw for the Tigers to make that deep run? Yeah, well, I, I do see that uh, <laughs> this. You know, we, we do have to focus on this first game. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this is sure. a good week for us. And I, I think that they, uh, I think as a team, they're going to be successful um, this week and they're going to learn what, what it takes to be in the postseason. And, uh, you know, we've got some teams coming up that, that are going to be, in order to make it out, you're going to have to beat them. So they understand that. And it's going to be teams we faced before this year that are tough teams. And, you know, they, they want to take the Tigers down, but the Tigers want to, you know, we want to prevail. So good luck to our girls. Absolutely. And they're, they're in action on a Tuesday night, 630 against West High. That's out at Lakota East High School. So Tigers fans, make the trip up there and uh, support the volleyball team. They'll certainly need your support there on the neutral floor. Uh, let's move on to the courts of the girls' tennis. You sent the first, the first doubles team of Hannah Winger and Tess Berman to districts there. Kind of recap that, recap the district play for us and uh, how they did. Oh, they, they did great. Early in the morning, we were out there. Um, they won their uh, first set 6-1, their second set 6-1, and really controlled controlled the, the entire match, played well together, communicated well together, uh, got a feather in their cap, and they moved on. And uh, they, they fortunately or unfortunately had to face the number one seed for doubles, and um, they battled with them, uh, but in the end uh, they did not prevail, and um, the number one seed moved on. So congratulations to those two, uh, to our girls and, and to Mason as well for moving on. Yeah, a great season nevertheless. Here. Anytime you go into that and you got the number one seed in front of you, it's a daunting task, but a good showing for them nonetheless to uh, yeah. to advance on there. So congratulations to them. Uh, let's move on to the, uh, the to the gridiron here. And uh, coming up this Friday, a, uh, a big one at home, uh, taking on Walnut Hills. It is senior night. So uh, that, that's always fun when you get that involved. And you always get the sense when this, when this day happens, when it's senior night, it's always a lot of emotions. You, you've got – everybody's amped up because it is senior night, but also the fact that, you know, the seniors that you have on the squad, they're playing at home for the, uh, for the final time. And they are. And, and those, those kids that we have as seniors, they'll, they'll continue to show up. They'll continue to work hard. These, these guys continue to believe and, and learn to trust one another, and they'll do what they've been coached to do. And I think they're going to they're gonna have a, a, you know, a, a good fight on their hands against Walnut. And senior, senior night is – it does bring out of a lot of emotion. That's a it's a long time of career. A lot of these kids have been playing since they've been in third grade, and here they are, the last time that they get to to walk on on Tiger Stadium. And the, there's a tradition where they'll they'll link up and they'll walk the turf uh, back and forth after the game. Um, and that's always a nice sight to see, both not just for the players but for the parents as well, who've invested so much time and and effort into it. And we like to do senior night, uh, kind of unique uh, with us is what we do is we'll have most of our teams up there walking through our Tiger Tunnel, uh, cheer football, boys cross country, girls cross country, girls golf, boys golf, and girls tennis. And then uh, we do the band at halftime. So we really like to celebrate all fall Tigers and all of our seniors. So it's, it's, a, it's a really good night. And um, congratulations to all the families and the boys uh, for, for their senior night. One of the things that impressed me when I was able to check out the Tigers in person, not only the fight that they continue to show week in and week out, yes, the season has not gone the way that everybody would have liked it to have gone, but 
These are kids that just continue to fight, great character kids as well. And for me, I look at that, and you see kids of great character. I think for me, that goes back to the parents, and I think that that's also, in a way, senior night to honor par the parents as well who've raised these uh, young men up to be uh, good people as well as a good student-athletes. Yeah, the conversation starts at the dinner table, right, and then works its way all the way to, to the field. And we, we have that conversation a lot. And our, our parents are all all in they they're they're uh, it's a great community uh, as you said we have good leaders good kids and we're excited to celebrate their their night so uh, we look forward to this friday come out and join us absolutely friday night 7 p.m at a tiger stadium loveland taking on walnut hills at senior night before the tigers finish up the final two weeks of the regular season uh, on the road uh, brian uh, we appreciate you joining us here today and uh, hopefully next week when we talk again we've got more deep postseason runs to uh, to brag about so i uh, appreciate the time here today and we'll talk to you next week sure can i can i give a special shout out to a team that doesn't get much much coverage because they're never in a win or loss go right ahead our cheer, our cheer team who uh really they, they are the pep for all all of our teams they're, they're at all the games they're at our that are parades they do. They help uh, rally our mattress sale, our golf outings, our pep rallies, and you know because there's not a uh, there's not a scoreboard that they see. They don't get a lot of the coverage. But I just want to say thank you to all of our our cheer team, the seniors and the coaching staff, and some of the some things that uh, we don't get to talk a lot about a lot in, in athletics uh, because the games take the front end. But we sent a group of kids, 12 student athletes, nominated by coaches to the Anthony Munoz Student Leadership Conference. And what a great time um, that was for them. And I would say, Jason, there was at least 100 other schools, probably 1,500 students. Wow. Um, yeah, that all, all went to uh, Crossroads at Mason. They had, at Mason, they had uh, guest speakers. They had activities for the kids. Um, again, you can, see, you can see that on um, – Twitter or on our webpage, but uh, it was just a great event, and basically what these kids do is they're working on a community service project that's tied into this leadership conference, so uh, we couldn't be more proud of our uh, student-athletes. So I just wanted to uh, say thanks to Anthony Munoz and the leadership conference as well for providing an opportunity where our kids can give back. Absolutely, and, and that's that takes precedence over just about anything else to be able to give back, not only on the on the field or on the court, but off as well, and uh, doing great things in the community, and that's a great thing to hear. Anytime we can talk about that kind of stuff here, when it's supposed to be the athletics focus, we can take it off the field and shine a spotlight on those student-athletes who are well-deserved. Uh, we appreciate that, Brian. Thank you for bringing that so everybody uh, is more aware of that. And uh, once again, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you. Thanks, Jason. Have a great week, Tiger Nation. Absolutely. That is Brian Knatzer, the athletic director at Loveland High School. You've been listening to the Weekly 80 Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.